What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Reckless Sports Show. I'm your host, Big Daddy. Uh, Lex is in the happiest place on earth right now, enjoying Mickey Mouse and preparing for May the Force Be With You. And we got Coach D hanging out. You know. Hold on, hold on. He ain't this name. He ducking me. Oh, God. He ducking me. I knew this was coming. Lex, you and him have to settle this. Well, y'all don't have to settle. You took an L on your King's take. Um, we gonna go over it. We gonna go over it. Look, it, we, I'm gonna make this a clip just for you. <laughs> the Warriors won Game Seven on the road, which y'all was going back and forth about. And since he's not here, I'm gonna let you go ahead and go go ahead and get started. How you feel about that game seven? Well, veteran experience, which I've been saying the whole time, took over. Super, superstardom took over. No disrespect to Darren Fox. He might be an up-and-coming star, but there's a man named Steph Curry, and he is a superstar. And when the rest of his team wasn't given, he gave you 50 points. On 20 of 38, six assists, five rebounds, in your house. Yo, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He also... There was some acting going on here, going on between the two teams. Let me show you who. Malik Monk thought he was Dylan Brooks. And he went and said Steph Curry was old. So Steph said, if you're going to get your act on, I'm going to be LeBron James. And I'm going to give you these 50 points. Veteran experience, don't poke the bear. Malik Monk, immaturity, young team. Things I said to Lakes, they were not ready. This team... Coach of the year, uh, Mike Brown, deserves it. Darren Fox, you've ascended to another, another level. Sabonis, I feel like he was doing the same thing pretty much in Indy. You know, what, what a good team. Keegan Murray's coming up. Harrison Barnes gave you consistency role player. You know, well, he got he, In the playoffs? Not in the playoffs. Oh, okay. But okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm congratulating the Sacramento Kings on their whole season. Okay. Right? And doing everything. And then. Let's be real. You took the champs to seven. Great job. But like I told Lex, veteran experience oh, wins. See, you're making me do this. And this is, I got to take his position and fix this situation. It wasn't veteran experience because veteran experience went four for 19. Oh, it did. Veteran, no, 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 no. veteran experience went five of 16. The difference is the nuclear weapon that is Steph Curry. That's the difference in the series. But where's the nuclear weapon that's Darren Fox? Darren Fox is not yet a nuclear weapon. Oh, he can be. He's he's no, 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 But no. you have to be mature to be that. No, Darren Fox is he he's a nice weapon. You know, but he is not on the atom bomb level. Look, let me tell you what happened. This this is this is why this series went the way it went. In game six, Mike Brown went small, and he found something. And it worked, and the Warriors had no legs, and they got ran out the gym. He tried it again in game seven, and they were ready for it. They slowed the game down offensively. Y'all played too fast offensively, and there was turnovers, there was mistakes. And as poorly as the Warriors played in the first half, and as great a shooting as the Kings had, in the first half, the Warriors were only down two. Yeah. And in the second half, when those shots didn't fall and Steph was still being Steph, and the difference in this Steph and old Steph is when the three wasn't falling, I'm going to the cup. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't keep him from the cup. And then the other thing, I didn't give Looney a shout out. No. You got Tim and Cooter. You, you were doing. This is. Sometimes you can become deer in headlights. Uh, they, the, they being the Kings, wanted to play small. And when small wasn't working, Alex Lynn had been beasting this whole series. And for whatever reason, when Looney's killing them on the boards, they don't bring Alex Lynn back. They don't go back to a regular lineup. And it destroyed them. Because Golden State kept getting extra possession after extra possession. The next thing you know, it's 10 at the end of the third. And early in the fourth, it's 20, and Mike Brown is looking like there's nobody on the bench I can turn to. Nobody. To give me an offense because Malik Monk, no show. Harrison Barnes, no show. And De'Aaron Fox, 
couldn't hit the side of a barn in the fourth quarter. So it was a great series for the Kings, but at the wrong time, they went cold. And unfortunately, young Kings do that. It is what happened. But I, I do have to say this. I've heard commentators say Steph doesn't show up in big moments. Then he has the greatest scoring output ever in the game seven, and then the narrative changes. Move the goalposts. The Kings were not a great team, and it was only the first round. One of Julius' most iconic shots is closing out a first-round series over Cleveland. Dame Lillard's two iconic shots are closing out first-round series. Better get his man his due. Now, there's been a conversation about where the Steph wreck all time, because it was such a performance, yes. it made you look at it all time. I'm going to say this. When discussing point guards, most people say he's not a true point guard. So by that logic, he's a two-guard, but nobody wants to have that conversation. So what does he say? I consider him a point guard. He doesn't do it the old-school way point guards did it, but he is the son in the Warriors' offensive system. He the generous dude. Everything works because of him. Even when he's not getting assists, he's creating shots because of the space he creates and the attention that he's demands. When Steph Curry is on the floor, six eyes are on him at all times. And it opens up everything else for the Warriors. I don't know where you rank him, but we better enjoy him now because when the game, when he's gone, when he retires, the game will miss him. You got him top three? As a point? Mm-hmm. All right, so you, I know you, you got, put we got your Isaiah Thomas, we, Magic, Steph. That, that, that's, I'm listening to them top three. Before we put it in order, I'm saying those top three. Those are the top three for me. Here, here's my thing. And I know I'm going to get in trouble with some old people for this. I know a specific person who's going to get very angry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think Zeke is so underrated, it's ridiculous. And the reason why I think he's underrated is because when you look at that team that he carried the two finals, it's not that they were scrubs. It's not what I'm saying. But they didn't have the talent that Boston had, and they showed they had the talent that the Lakers had, and he figured out a way. So I I have Zeke and Magic like 1A, 1B. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, Zeke is probably my 1A. Because Magic walked into an amazing situation. Magic had Chief, who's ranked top 10. He had big games, James Worthy, who they call big game for a reason. He had tremendous talent around him. And Zeke had talent. It just wasn't at that level. But this dude here, Steph, I don't know, man. I'm not really, I'm not ready to say he's better than them yet. But, bro, he. But see, this is what you took, talking about changing the narrative. Look, the playoffs are still going. Let them win another ring. The narrative changed. <laughs> like, like, it's, and you look at their Steph scoring, magic, passing. Zeke, Zeke both. Zeke, well, a defense. He wasn't. He was the head of the snake, but he wasn't a great defender. He was just willing to do what it takes. That, 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 that's all I, from the shortest guy on the court, I need that. No, but, but Zeke, look, and that's the thing, his passing is underrated. Like, Zeke averaged that season with 13, 14 assists a game, and he's not just dumping it down to the center letting the center do the work. Like, I, I'm just going to say, it's a three-man conversation, and Steph is showing up in. That's what I'm going to say. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Why is playoff Jimmy and regular season Jimmy two different people? Well, first, before we deal with Miami, we have to go to their sister team, the brother team, the Los Angeles Clippers, which I call Low Management West. And what you're not, see, Clippers are out about theirs. Kawhi needs to rest. Paul George taking the day off. They're just open about it. Why does Kawhi need to rest? Because Kawhi will show up in the playoffs to sprain his knee or tear his knee and not be. So, low management. Now I'm going to take you to the Eastern Conference, which like to hide their sin. Miami Heat. You know why? Because Jimmy Butler was giving 40-point performances during the regular season. Giving 35-point performances. And you know what would happen? Jimmy go off for 40? Game off. Jimmy go off for 35? Game off. 
two games here, three games there. He's only he played sixty four. So them eighteen games of low management, spaced out between the season. You say Jimmy is a dog. Jimmy, you know I can't let you get away with this. What? No. What? What? I can't let you get away with this. Jimmy has been like this since Chicago. And in Chicago, he wasn't getting a low management because Thibodeau was running everybody into the ground. So we can't say that. Well, you need low management with Thibodeau system. I'm like, Jimmy is two different people. There is a switch that goes off in his head. But you can't be that. He can't be that every night during the regular season. So he do it and then takes the game off. No, I. We, we said if, we were like, they weren't even supposed to be here because Jimmy was missing too many games at the beginning of the season. But. If this Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, played like this all the time, we talk about an all-time two-guard. Like, this Jimmy, playoff Jimmy is different. And his playoff resume is starting to be... No, it's starting to be great. But the problem is, Jimmy's heart, will, is what gets him to this greatness. And when it's heart and will, and again, aging player, you need somebody else. Ain't got nobody else. Exactly. If you can't know Bam, Bam giving you every other game. And so when every other, you nice. Jimmy, Jimmy, why Jimmy is special is because again, he is sweating his soul out. No, I'm gonna tell, you, I'm gonna tell you why Jimmy's special. This is what, this is amazing. Jimmy is not a shooter. Jimmy just finds a way. And in the playoffs, what makes his story so great is no matter, oh, you need a three? I don't normally make them, but tonight I got you. Yeah. Oh, you need mid-range jumper? I'm streaky, but tonight I got you. You need me to get you the bucket? I got you. These free throws? Don't worry about it. Big clutch shot late? No, you're not calling the play for nobody else. Give me the ball. I got you. Whatever they need, Jimmy becomes that and I look the Knicks. I'm concerned. We're gonna talk about this a little later. We're gonna pick the series. If y'all gonna let Jimmy do what Milwaukee did, y'all gonna mm, help us. But now we gotta talk about your team, your people. It is our is Denver that much better than the Suns? Collectively, yes. And that goes back to objectivity. Oh, this is new. No, no, this is this new. Is it's the new. same narrative we've been saying the whole time. Phoenix ain't got no bench. Like, Denver got 20 points off of three people on their bench. Yeah, because their bench has been inconsistent all year, too. The Suns had to run their entire bench to get 24 points to, off their bench. And of course, that was some garbage time once the game got away mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. So, the, the problem is when you have. Let's just say a Bruce Brown and Jeff Green that can come in and play the three or the four. Jeff Green can play small ball five, give you defense, and you leave Jamal Murray out there to score. That can do it. They Jeff have Green is seventy five years old. Yes, he is. He played for the Seattle SuperSonics. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but like they have, Denver has the pieces that can give your starters a break and not let the game get away. Besides Jokic, of course. We, 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 know, we know that. But now Jamal Murray is scoring, you know, 40 points a game right now. But he feeling good. Yeah. That knee starting, yeah, yeah. See, it, he feeling good. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go where people don't want to go. That's what I do. The Suns lost so bad in game one that it caused Monty and Aiden to have a real conversation. <laughs> if you don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, Monty and Aiden have worked together all year. But had real meaningful conversation. If it wasn't yelling at each other, they weren't having it. That's how bad it was. These two men are being made to coexist. Now they're truly working together. I'm going to say this, and I know it's unpopular. Monty is a great man. Woo. Quality man. Woo. I just don't know if he's a great basketball coach. I'm not questioning his acumen. I'm questioning his thought process. The Suns lost the 21 finals because Monty had a way he wanted to win. Yes, that's no, that's this true. He had he was unwilling to build the wall. He was unwilling to play Jalen Smith. He was unwilling to try 
New Orleans, the Suns blew a 2-0 lead as a result. And in the closeout game, because he wouldn't change, Giannis went for 50 in the finals. And he was injured, what? Because then he had that surgery right after the season? I don't know. I think it was a knee or something. something. But similarly, we just saw Coach Budenholzer lost to Miami because he wanted to win a certain way. Yep. And they wouldn't change. They wouldn't trap Jimmy. And it cost him the series. Sometimes... What makes a person great is also their biggest weakness. Being stubborn and unwavering has gotten many coaches to this point, and now when they need to be open to something different, they're conditioned not to listen. Monty doesn't take advice. He doesn't hear from the outside, and it's bad. And it's so bad because he's playing with Landry Sherman, and Landry Sherman's shooting less than 20%. He got T.J. Ross on the bench. You got T.J. Warren on the bench, and he won't even try. They just there. And the, the other part of Monty that nobody will talk about, and so here I am to talk about it, I don't think he's a great relationship guy. And what I mean by that is he and Chris Paul had problems in New Orleans when he was the head coach the first time. He has problems with Aitens. He had problems with Crowder. Now, let me ask you this. Couldn't his team use Crowder right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And you know what's funny? It's a head coach problem because everyone loves him as an assistant. They loved him. The reason why Kevin Durant. Because you got to be the good guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's my thing. Like, there's a. Maybe he hasn't learned the boundaries of head coach, player. But this your second time around. No, no, no. I, you, it, about, you about to blow it. Because if they had Crowder, I'm not saying Crowder's a star, but on this team where they need they, minutes, that's another and piece. They, they need rest, and Crowder could come in and give KD 10. More minutes with 15 minutes rest, spot here and there. And give them nine threes, <laughs> nine points. Like, <laughs> And what's crazy is their relationship was so bad, Crowder forced to trade, went to Milwaukee. Okay. And then Milwaukee DMP'd him, and then he's like, I don't know what my role is. And this has been Crowder's issue his whole career. When he was with uh, Cleveland, it didn't work because they didn't define a role. He's a very unique guy, and you got to be very specific with what you want from him. So I'm not blaming it all on Monty. But if you're the head guy, you gotta you gotta massage the stuff. You gotta make it work. And then you playing Chris Paul like he's 25. If campaign is your backup point guard, why aren't you playing him? Because and then you, put, you put him in the garbage time. Campaign is coming off an injury. He is, and I'm not saying he's great, but Chris Paul cannot be playing plus 32 minutes no, no, tonight no. at this stage. You can't. And Landry Shaman is not the answer. No help. Like the barring. I don't think Chris Paul probably is going to be there after no, this season. No, you can't do it. But let's just say you bring this team back next season. Barring KD's health and some great offseason help and some minimum contracts and stuff like that, I think Suns can definitely make a run for the championship. But the problem is you can't do that with no bench. And you sacrifice your entire – like, at this point – it almost would have been, seeing how the West is shaking up, you might as well have kept everybody. You might have gone further. That's, we could argue that. Enough. Just for this season. Not no, saying KD ain't it. worth it. But. but look, I don't, I'm just going to go all the way there. I don't think Monty's the guy to lead. I don't. I don't think Monty's the guy to put it in the system that's going to utilize it. Like, he keeps trying to let Devin Booker bring the ball on him, and it's just turning. No, 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 no. He's not a playmaker. He's better than what he was, don't get me wrong. But he's not a playmaker. Okay, so the stuff they running for KD, they ain't running them. KD is like, oh, he's my favorite spot, so I'm gonna go get shots. Booking y'all get out the way. Like, and to be fair, they haven't had a lot of time with him. No, they he haven't. got hurt with that awkward ankle injury in the warm up. So I, I want to be fair to Monty. I just look, I don't see it. I'm not saying he, your boy Chris Fitch up in Minnesota, who Lord knows he need to go. I'm just saying if Monty gonna stay. Monty got to make adjustments in how he does things. Because even though the team is limited, it's limited even more by his lack of vision. No, that's real. I think I think next season, no matter what, he on the hot seat. Like, you you got you, you to gotta make it to the finals again, at least the Western Conference Finals. You have to be – your team has to have an identity, and I know the new owner is very big on that. Our team, the Phoenix Suns having an identity, moving forward, having a new face. Um, besides KD, they want they want he's very big in the development as well. Y'all should have some people coming up. Y'all ain't got nobody capable coming up because you gave them all away. So 
No, I know. Well, we're gonna talk about picks later. Let's, let's just be honest. You basically said Denver winning the series. I got Denver in six. Then you did not. I got Denver in five. Gentlemen, sweet. All right. Moving from the NBA. Well, real quick, before we go, we got to talk about this. Philly just went up 1 0 over the Celtics. And James Harden turned back the clock. Now, we, we watched the game together. Um, and I'm sitting here saying, like, he's throwing up bricks. And he keeps thinking he can do the step back. And he's like, wait till they get a rhythm. Wait till they get warmed up. I now know why James Harden doesn't look the same in the Philadelphia uniform. And it's because his usage rate is not plus 35%. Because <laughs> I watched him in a playoff game against a team that's clearly better than them go for 45. And... Looked like old James Harden, not with the burst and the step, but once he got warm, they couldn't stop him. 50% from three. Like, they couldn't. And so, I'm, I don't want to project too far because this series is still going on. But I think what he just showed is if you put me in a situation with a ball in my hands, I still can be that guy. He's like, I got two years. I got two years. Yeah, because honestly, I thought he was fit to become basically like a lesser Westbrook, like Ooh. 15. Because <laughs> he's doing a little bit of everything, but I thought he was going to have to like accept the lesser role. He came out in game one, like if y'all let me, I'm still that man. And, and let's let's be real. Like if we go over Harden's track history, when it was just Harden, Houston was doing well. And he was the guy that, you know, you throw out to Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker. And then you transition. And it was, Capella was there, I think, in the early, early days of Capella. Then, okay, then we add Chris Paul. Well, Chris Paul don't get the ball in his hand, but he a floor general. No, he need the ball. He ball dominant. He is. Um, well, he's he not the score. I say, like, no, he, yeah, he yeah, can yeah, take the on scoring. So that didn't work. Then we go to Westbrook and give D'Antoni some props. He made that. He tried. He tried. He made that work. All right. Then you leave Houston and you go to Brooklyn where it's supposed to be this. It's supposed to be, oh, KD, Tabernacle, have a night, I have a night. You had the hamstring injury. I give you all that. So, but his best performances, besides being in OKC, which you are coming off the bench. Are by himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is what I'll say, though. What James did in game one, I give you props for. I've seen James do this in game one before. If James is going to submit that he wants a new deal and top money in his own team again, he got to close it out. Because we've seen James oh, no, in closeout situations struggle. Like, struggle historically bad. So, I... It, it, it was game one. I'm happy for him. I think the Celtics were not expecting it. So we'll see what the adjustment is. That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about the Celtics, though. Let, 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 let's talk. Because you won Atlanta. You did. But, again, you talk about immaturity. A lot of teams do this. Even veteran teams do this where you downplay your competition. Mm -hmm. But even in some of the games you won, y'all let Atlanta go on these runs that you shouldn't let teams go on. So I'm gonna tell you why, and it's a it's a structure problem. I like Marcus Smart. Don't get me wrong, I do. But when you don't have a traditional floor general yeah. to keep getting you in sets to, hey, you know we need to use more of the clock, or hey, this is the situation. It shows, and that's what happens with them. They they'll be up and they're still running and jacking up threes. And shooting too early in the shot clock, and now all of a sudden it's a long rebound and a kick out in the three, and now they got a little bit of momentum and they come back. I think they should pay Michael Brogdon more. That's just me. But he got thirty-four minutes tonight. But let him lead. Let him see. This is the problem. When Brogdon lead, he get injured. <laughs> no, no, look. Brogdon came from Milwaukee. Uh, he came from Milwaukee. He was the second guy. Catch and shoot. Perfect. Went to Indiana. You the point guard. Injured. When you have the ball, his hands too much. He get injured. 
He on a minutes restriction permanently. That's why going to Boston no, was perfect. <laughs> no, no, but going to Boston when you don't, he don't have to start. He, he's he was named. This is his first healthy season. I just think they need a guy who, okay, we got this lead. Now let me show you how to close it out. It's like almost like baseball. We, okay, we got the lead. Bring in the closer. They they need a closer, and it's supposed to be Tatum. Tatum is. We need a bucket, but I'm talking about getting us in easy stuff. Still running our offense, not being bogged down. Cause what notice what happened even in game one? Oh, the shot clock running down. We pass the ball around. Who gonna take it? The, like there was no organization in what they were doing. No, I have. Look, Marcus Smart had seven tonight. He usually don't have that many assists. But I'm all like Derek White usually, and he ain't your main guy. Usually has the highest assist. But I, I like seeing. I like seeing seven. Look. I'm, I'm looking at assists. Look, Harvey can do that all he wants to. He still needs to up his assist to what he's been doing. He got six assists tonight. We got to get When you taking in. the shots he was taking tonight, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> he said in the interview, we lost 30 points. I was taking these shots no matter what. Which essentially meant 20 shots was gone and I was taking 19 of them. I knew that going into the game. Oh, man. Look. All right. Here we go. I'm going to go first on this. So, ladies and gentlemen, the draft in the NFL just happened. And it makes no sense to grade a draft. It's totally ridiculous because you have no idea. And so you're basically grading the draft based on how you rank people before the draft happened, even though you've never seen them play at the NFL level. It's a totally weird thing to do. We're about to do it anyway. <laughs> so, in my mind, who had a great draft? Like, I got to... Talk for Lex because he's not here. <sighs> Howie did it again, bro. Yes, he did. Yes, Howie. He did. Al, <sighs> Howie had the bad drafts when he was drafting J.J. Arcega Whiteside and Nelson Aguilar. And you were like, ooh, he on his way out. But he then went to professional development and figured out how to do something because these last drafts have been amazing. And then to throw in D.J. Swift, at the end, it, how he did his thing, Philadelphia is now the Georgia Bulldogs of the North. Yep. And no team has uh, lost the Super Bowl and went back and won since Jesus was 12. But they, they trying. They trying. And now, Philly, when you look at this all defense, all, nothing too flashy. We got our pieces. We only addressing needs. And I think – a lot of teams go off of, oh, this is flashy. Let me pick this. How are we trying to get back to a Super Bowl? Look, and the other thing that they have established, and I love it, and I don't know why other teams haven't picked up on it, we're going to have a rotation on that D-line. Oh, yeah. That D-line is going to be fresh at all times. They got that from Chip Kelly. And we're going <laughs> to hunt your quarterback. Look. You ain't gonna be able to stop anybody in this league the way the rules are. But last year they they sacked the quarterback better than we've seen in a long time. They're gonna do it again. But my team that stuck out to me for the draft is Detroit. And I know if Lex was here, Lex would be like, oh, they reach for a running back and he didn't have to. I get that. I get that the running back is devalued. I get that you think Gibbs may be there later. This is why I like the pick. Because I don't care what you think. <laughs> if I'm Detroit, when what I mean by that is that I have a guy rated that he's going to come in and change life on my team. Other teams can have him rated as a second-round yeah, pick. No, that's if I rate him and I feel like in my system he's going to be great, I'm going to give him. I give you a perfect example. Dallas Cowboys got killed for taking Travis Frederick in the first round. Cause they were like, oh, he'll be there in the third round. Maybe. They took him in the first round. He turned out to be an all-pro center. He would have went to the Hall of Fame had he not developed an illness. But he was all-pro. Like, he's the best center in the league while he's in the league. They took who they had value, where they had him value on their board, and then listened to other people. I like that Detroit said, we want Gibbs. We like what he does. And it fills two needs for them. One, DJ Swift. Was injury prone. And he's like, hey, we 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 not going to extend you nowhere to buy. So they got a back. And they lost Jamal Williams, who scored a ton of touchdowns last year. But the other part 
because you can take Gibbs and put him off the slot. He can run routes. And so they they like him. I like him. I think it's a great fit. The other thing I love about them is Hendon Hooker. They're taking a quarterback. Let me tell you. He he tore his ACL. He won't play this year. There's no pressure on him. He gets to sit and just learn. I personally believe he has the opportunity to be the best quarterback of all the quarterbacks taken. Better than C.J. Stroud, better than Bryce. Lord knows better than Will Evans. So, and don't get me started on Anthony Richardson. So, I, I like that. I, I like what they did. Um, and then getting Brian Branch in the second round, the number one safety on the board, fell through the second round. Detroit needed defensive help, and they got it. I feel like Detroit had a very sneaky, good draft. And then, of course, as a Ravens fan, I got to tell you, we knew Zay Flowers was going, so I wasn't surprised by that. I do feel bad for my bad Patrick um, Patrick Queen. I think the Ravens are messing this up. I would have picked up his fifth-year option. Yeah. And even though we drafted a guy in this position, I'm, I'm a deft person. Guys get nicked up. We playing 70 snaps. You know, a guy may need to pay 20, 25 snaps to get somebody a blow to keep him fresh. I'm fine with the draft pick. I just think we saw when Roquan Smith got picked up, Patrick Queen looked different. Yeah. And he played at a higher level. I know you can't pay everybody. I understand that. But his fifth-year option, and I say only, only is relative, is $12 million. I, I would have picked it up, and we would have dealt with long-term later when he gave ourselves time now to be fridge in the offseason. He's probably going to end up walking. EDC is probably looking at it like a compensatory pick. Yeah. But I'm just thinking death. But I love – what we did with Zay Flowers, I love the Lamars in the fold before many camps and stuff, that you get to work with the new OC. And as a Ravens fan, you can't help but be excited. Anybody else jump out to you in this draft? So, Ravens picked them up first. Offensive tackle, um, late in the draft, offensive guard, but again, protect Lamar. He's been injured the last two oh, years. Oh, that's the other thing EDC did. Thank you. Picking up, uh, what's his name, Verhees? Lady. Yeah. Voorhees. Jason. <laughs> they, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Andrew Voorhees. They go and stash him. He tore his ACL at the combine, but still put up 38 reps on the bench. He's going way earlier if he doesn't tear his ACL. So this is a stash pick. He's going to be on pup and then injury reserve. They know that. And then, not this season, but next season, you're going to have one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. That's a sneaky good pick. Again, that adds depth. And if you've been watching football lately, some of this is attrition. Who can stay the healthiest, the longest, the longest or who can get healthy the latest is how this works. Um, so, next up, Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Yeah. Now, one thing that I like about this draft well, you like it or not like it, but it, it shows conviction. Geno Smith is your guy. There was no quarterback. No, they, they, there was no confusion. Yeah. We we, we put that money in him, and we're going to ride with you. We also getting you help. Jackson Smith in Jigba, wide receiver, on the other side of DJ, uh, Metcalf. DJ Metcalf. DK Metcalf and uh, Lockett. Tyler Lockett. All right, so we're giving, we're giving you help. We got um, – I wasn't really big when I saw the thing. Um, UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet. No. I, I wasn't. I'm not a huge fan. But if he, uh, what's his name there? What was Williams? No, they got the they got a rookie coming back off injury yeah. from last year. Yeah, so I, he was good. I, I just feel like they knew what they wanted, and it was a very let's again go after our needs. Let's support our quarterback Geno Smith for these next two years, and let's not bring anybody to make him nervous. I agree with that part. I didn't like the Jackson and Jigba thing, not because I feel like he's a bad player. I, Tyler Lockett to me is already a slot, but he's small. And Jigba is a little bigger, um, so they're kind of interchangeable. Look, I think the message they sent in the draft is Seattle's like, we ain't fit to be throwing the ball over. We about to run this thing. We about to run this thing. We, we going to pound y'all. So, now the smoke. Can we talk about the, just some mistakes? Oh, Atlanta? No, no, no. I, I got I got two others. Uh, well, can I go Atlanta for Go Atlanta. Go Atlanta. 
How y'all leave the league in rushing attempts, have two quality backs to decide, and number eight, the thing we need to do is go get a running back. I know he's the best back on the board, but no. And here's the place where I know. Y'all got holes everywhere. Everywhere. Like, everywhere. The secondary, the linebackers, the pass rush. Offensive line could be better. Like, PFF right there, offensive line is the number five offensive line in the league. And I'm like, that's inflated. That's that's just inflated. So, Marcus Mariota's running. I, I just don't. I didn't see that pick making sense. The rest of your draft man, but to to me, you take that pick as a luxury when your team is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So oh, we got a good team. He's the best player on the board. We're gonna strengthen the strength. The problem is, y'all got too many holes to be trying to strengthen the one strength you had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two. I got two. And first, we going north to Buffalo. We're going north to Buffalo. You know why? You don't like it, Kate? No. I, I don't have a problem with necessarily the players that they've taken, but what, where's your running back? Oh, that's what, what, what does Josh Allen need? No, no. Oh, no, he need, they need an old running back, yeah, right? Yeah, you, no, they, you want to give him less help at running back? I don't know. Less? Latavius Murray, no disrespect to you. None. That's not what Josh Allen needs. I know, I know, I agree with that. No, I, I but Kincaid's gonna help because Dawson Knox is a guy. No, no, no. And Kincaid, he Again, got, he got a little Kelsey in him. And even just Justin Shorter, nice little quick. But my issue, y'all need a running back. I, I would have went running back first because you can see your. But the ball. problem is there was only two running backs slated possibly for the first round. By the time Buffalo picked, they were both gone. Right. So that's that's the problem. I this is not. I a agree need. with you. I just th- this one the need and the, the to me is a spit in the face when you saw the tickets. <laughs> Josh Allen, wait, there's a ram in the bush. What's the ram, Latavius Murray? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, all right, number two. Oh Lord. Did, did, I, did I miss my number two? My number two. Oh, I man. didn't put the team. I didn't on, put the fam. team down. I didn't put the team down that made, that made me mad. Let's see. I'm gonna pull it up right now. You can't copy and paste, right? Is is that what's happening? Look, why he doing that? I'm gonna tell you who I feel like was the steal in the draft for value. Okay, the the value for me is the Cincinnati Bengals late took Chase Brown from Illinois. I like Chase Brown. I like how he ran in college. I I liked, uh, you know, he basically was the Illini offense. They didn't think he was going to run well at the combine. He ran better than what people thought. And for Cincinnati to get him, the only person in front of him is Samaj P. Ryan. And with their offensive line and the way they are, and look, when Joe Burrow was your quarterback, they can't put eight in the box. Don't be shocked if Chase Brown has a nice year, especially for a fifth round pick. Yeah, he he gonna have a nice year. And you got um, what, Demar Chase and um, was it Hicks? Higgins. Higgins, like what you gonna do? <laughs> like, oh, like, don't like, don't forget my boy. They got great three. Like, I, I, I'm mad at Ravens. I'm also mad that the Steelers got Joey Porter Jr. as well. That's mad. All right, so I found out who it was. I'm sorry. The disgust didn't deserve to be on my page. These New York Giants. Let me tell you about this. I like some of their picks, but let me, what they're missing, a quarterback. How you don't have a future? You don't believe in Daniel Jones. He got, what, two years? You didn't draft a quarterback? Fairs. Coach. He's getting my 40 billion. No, they weren't taking a quarterback. No, no. You need to have somebody ready. And guess what? We're going to spend the next two years learning what not to do. <laughs> like, come on now. They gave that man $40 million. They were not taking the quarterback. They're trying to build around him to help him. <laughs> help him. Help I, him. I hope there's a chapter in the part of these services. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, yeah. like, while I respect Pete Carroll and um, I think Jess, what's his name? It's Jess Snyder, I think, up there, the GM in Seattle. I respect Josh y'all, Snyder. Josh Snyder, for um, Seattle. I uh, appreciate them going all in on Geno Smith, not bringing. But th- that wasn't the move for the Giants, man. Like 
Boy, no, it's too late. And once I give you $40 million, there's a third round where we can have no. some quarterbacks, and there's a fourth round where we can have some quarterbacks. Like, see, look, this, this is what you asking them to do. Is be realistic? I, no, I already said I do, but then talk about I need a side chick too. Look, you knew. Have you seen Mary the first time? <laughs> Have you seen Lovers Blind? Like, no, I'm just. You knew what your issue was before you. Look, when they put that 40 million on them, that was a commitment. And you know what I thought? I thought it was a two year commitment, and we're going to draft third, fourth round quarterback. No, nah, because that's undermining what you're trying to do right now. The, no, seriously. The same thing you said about Gino. Gino walks in knowing I'm the man. Daniel Jones, if he's going to be the best Daniel Jones possible, whatever that looks like, is he needs to know you're not trying to groom somebody behind me to sneak up and take this spot. He needs to know that. Blake Bortles or Daniel Jones? Blake. Blake Bortles had one year where he threw for 35 tillers. That's my point! We know what Blake Bortles, we have the hindsight. And I feel like Daniel Jones is getting that block. He's going to have, what? He's going to have a decent year this year. And it's going to be like, oh, maybe we need to extend him again. No. Dan- I don't even care if he was the fifth round. Y'all should have drafted quarterback. <laughs> like, that's no, like, y'all, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is great. I'm not saying he's the guy. He was good enough, barely, to get him to the playoffs. He, look. They're playing their offense where hide the quarterback, keep the quarterback out the way. But in his defense, who was he throwing to? They ain't had nobody. Oh, you know what? When Kenny Galladay is your guy. He, he, he's not an amazing. He's not amazing. But Tyrod Taylor is his backup. He's going to get some playing time this year. That, that's all. I was asking for a Tyrod Taylor in the draft. That's all Look, it was. I'm asking for something else. I'm going to tell you the truth. There was a season where I thought Tyrod could be killed something. That should be said. Tyrod is a guy. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. Daniel Jones? The difference between, the Daniel, the difference between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Mm. No, but that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. That's the difference. <laughs> I'm telling you. Look, I'm trying to do the math. No, that's the same. That's the same. No, no, look. I just... For me, I, I don't I don't have a problem with you. No, I did have a problem with you signing Daniel Jones. I, look, I'm just against Daniel Jones. We're just gonna move on. Like, I approve this message. <laughs> like, we going back to the NBA because he'll talk about the Giants forever. All right, I think we're in agreement on this one. Your picks for the Knicks versus the Heat. Heat in six. We we agree. Heat in six. Especially uh, Julius Randle on one leg. And, yeah. Plus, no disrespect to Thibodeau, but Spo different. Um, Suns versus Nuggets, I think we both agree. Well, you had Nuggets in five. I have Nuggets in six. Well, we got Nuggets. Nuggets. Look, the Suns shouldn't be here now. If Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can stay healthy, they'd be home already. They're the best players on the other team. Cancun. All right, uh, Celtics versus Sixers. Woo! <laughs> you know, that game one got, what, like a 90%? <laughs> 90%? Woo! I'm still going Celtics in six. Yeah, I'm going Celtics in six. Woo! If Philly take the next game, I'm switching. <laughs> I'll switch. switch, but no. Celtics in six. And B, even if he comes back, going to be on a braced knee. Um, and a minutes restriction. Yeah, so... Lakers versus Warriors. Taking Lakers in six. AD is the difference. You got you got to dom- dominate that center. I'm surprised that he's lasted this long. I'm just going to be honest. You ever seen a man fall and the whole stadium be like, oh, that's the season. <laughs> that's the season. Whole season gone. <laughs> when he fell and hurt his hip last week, we thought it was a break. Yeah, back in the locker room, we was all, oh, Lord. Um. <laughs> I got Lakers in seven. I feel like Steph gonna do Steph things, and nobody else is gonna come join him. There ain't nobody. You know, who you counting on? Jordan Poole. Ooh, that contract looked bad every day. It looked bad, but the only, the only, it still looked bad. But I would say the the other side that he playing on half a foot, like one of his feet is like injured. 
numb, can't feel it. You know what? That, that stuff only come out when you play bad. It never come out. I know. When you play <laughs> but I'm gonna say this: it, it, it was coming out before the playoffs started. So I'll say I'm gonna, but he's playing bad. I'm gonna say this: if I'm gonna get 120 punch me in my face. Look, he was getting 120. It's that 20 million dollar bonus that the punch was for. <laughs> if you gonna give me 120, punch me. The the other advantage where Lakers definitely need to come in here and take game one is Lakers been off since Friday. Is it rest or is it rest? That's what we're gonna find out real quick in the first quarter. Cause everybody always wants to rest, but then when you off that long, it turns into rest because you have no rhythm. I get, I get that, but the thing about Golden State, y'all been running with them young cats, and even you, though you, you ain't finna run with these old cats, no, 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 bro, I'm about to walk them both. <laughs> no, 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 I agree. I'm just like the tiredness of them, like and the tiredness of Steph that you had to put up that 50, 50 point game but, two days ago. Okay, or two days when this happens. Uh, when they went to Game Six, everybody was like, the problem is going to be that uh, it's less than a forty eight hour turnaround. Less than 48 hours, they beat them by 20. And then this one is a little more than 48 hours because they played in the afternoon and it's going to be a night game. So, no, that, that's true. It's for, 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 for LeBron and AD, that rest. With the, I don't say the rest of the team. No, no, no. LeBron needs it, but I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. This is the question. Can, can LeBron afford to lose the staff again? Cause see here, here's the narrative. The narrative is if they never got KD, he wouldn't have won those two finals. So it's like KD won it, not really Steph won it. And then when Steph beat him the first time, Kyrie and K Love was hurt. So I, I, is it more important for LeBron to win or more important for Steph to win? One, I feel KD enjoyed them those seat those those four championships. It's two and two. I think Cleveland wins too. I think the Warriors win too. Um, but going back to your question, I think for Braun, just for what Braun wants, we were just talking about this couple um, shows ago about Braun don't want the Lakers to be the what Michael had with the Wizards. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't make the playoffs, we didn't make that. So beat Memphis, whoop that trick and <laughs> play in the locker room. I think for him and the Dylan Brooks old thing, I think yeah. I'm a grown man, and you know I'm one of the greats. But for this, if he makes it to the Western Conference Finals, even if he loses, hey, I got in year 20. I led a team to the Western Conference Finals. I'm good, you know. Even if his next two years are garbage, I did it in my latter years. For Steph, you just won a championship. You're you you're tied with LeBron. I think it's bad for LeBron if if Golden State wins the championship. If Golden State goes to the finals and wins, it looks worse on LeBron. Because then it goes back to that, oh, people was winning when LeBron was playing type thing. And Steph can't, you know, if Steph get five, you ain't going to say he, he's better than LeBron, but it. it Look, th this is what I'll say. Steph getting five to me is nice, especially with this team not playing as well as it could be. But I, I think the thing would be. To have gone back to back twice, I think it's a big deal. No, that, that's real. That I think that's a huge deal. To have played in, you know, we talk about the amount of finals LeBron played in. Well, this would be Steph's six, six. and no, they've been in six already because he lost oh, yeah, two. Toronto. So this would be seven. So he'd be in the seven finals trying to win this. If he were to go back to back twice, that's impressive. And so, I, to me, if LeBron wins the fifth, if he gets it, yeah, it's, oh, it's year 20 and all that. But I think most people have him where they're going to have him. Either he's your goal or he's not. And him winning another title is not going to change that. I think I think what happens is if LeBron wins five, I think Stephen A said this, it's no longer, no, LeBron's the best. Eh, that's a fair argument. Jordan's the best. Eh, fair argument. Whereas right now, there's a delineation like, no, Jordan is the best. You can have an argument, but Jordan's going to come out on top of this. For some people. Yeah. I think I think it's closer to 50-50 than people want to admit. But I think if Steph gets that fifth, and first of all, there are people still arguing he's not top ten. And 
again, championships are a team accomplishment, but if he got five and you've been to seven, that's going to be a conversation. No. You got two back-to-backs, that's going to be a conversation. If they win, he's going to have to be the finals MVP, but there's two finals MVPs. You got the same amount as and, Kobe Bryant. And, uh, so, no, that's real. That's real. And the thing about Steph, again, the KD thing is not there. So I won two without KD. No, yeah. I won three without KD. And KD ain't won. No, no. <laughs> ain't no without since me. So, no, I think it changes it. Um, for both, I got Golden State or Lakers taking out Denver. Actually, see, this is the issue. If Lakers win this, I got Lakers coming out the West. But if Golden State win, I don't know if they can beat Denver. Yeah, because Jokic again, the uh, center is your like, biggest point. I like Mooney, but I don't. Mm, yeah, so I don't Styles make fights. I don't know. I know Golden State probably would love for. The Suns to figure a way out more than that. Cause they ain't worried. They ain't worried about Aiden. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't nobody worried about Aiden. No, no. And look by four. And see, this is a dangerous thing. Again, when the bench thing comes in, Phoenix y'all can have be up ten going into the fourth quarter. And then you got to sit them, and then it switches. Somebody got to come out and go state. If pool come off the bench, gonna get you points. Yeah, Kuminga can get you ten to twelve. Like there's people that can get points on Golden State, so that that's where it was gonna happen. What do the NBA want? I know NBA want Lakers versus Boston fight for eighteen. That's I think that's their that's their headline. And then, but I think I think the NBA will take the Lakers versus anybody in the East, especially since Milwaukee is gone, because the markets are big enough. So if if I if somehow Miami got there, I'm cool. If Philly gets there, I'm okay. But you're right. If it's Lakers versus Boston, there's a history behind that and a marquee to that. And, and I think, I, I don't think they're going to make it. But if somehow the Knicks got there, oh, they would be the NBA world. And on that note, <laughs> on that pipe dream, y'all have a good one. Thank you for watching. Remember, like, comment, share, subscribe. <laughs>